Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Season's greetings, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe, your host here every week, bringing you tips, education, updates, and anything related to real estate. Whether you're in the market or if you're looking for ideas, things to do around the home, this is a great place to be. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners. Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance. The Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs. And Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. Of course, I'm your host here every week, as I have been for a number of years now. We're almost at episode 200, if you can believe it, uh, after so many weeks. Uh, I have been selling real estate here in Greater Victoria since 1991, 30 years. I've seen pretty well everything you can imagine, but every day is a new day. So I do know, moving forward, real estate is an industry, is always an interesting one, because there's new stories ahead. I'd be happy to help you if you have the need for a second opinion or for some real estate advice, give me a call. Happy to chat with you. You can find my contact information and the contact information of the rest of the whole home show team members by visiting cfax1070.com. Look under shows. There you'll find us, the whole home show with me, Tony Joe. All of our contact information is there. Uh, and of course, you can always reach out to me if you like. Google Tony Joe Victoria Prime Real Estate Team. It's primeteam.ca. That's myself and my team. Happy to chat with you. So it is, of course, the festive season right now. Merry Christmas and all of those things that make life fantastic when we're spending time with family and loved ones. And you know what? There are real estate stories around the holiday season as well too and that's what we're talking about today i have some of my friends from across the country uh, to tell us about their um, you know things that come to mind for them during the real estate during the festive season uh whether it's real estate related or not uh, we have my friend leo bruno over in coquitlam uh to tell us his stories we are also speaking with ron james in mississauga uh, who has been on the program before. And then also Barry Lebo, 53-year real estate veteran with a lot of history and knowledge. We're going to be hearing from them this week on The Whole Home Show. If you have a story that you want to share with us, give us a call, 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Leave a message, and I'll call you and leave a uh, – we'll cover the story on a future episode. If you are a podcast listener, by the way, you can download all of our episodes on iTunes or Google Play. You can listen at your leisure. And with us now is uh, my friend, Barry Lebo from Toronto. Barry, thanks uh, for coming back. We've had you on the program before. Well, not everybody invites me back, so I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, but hey, you are first of all you've been around for a while if i'm if i'm correct i think this is 52 years for you right three 53 of course you know people love hearing stories about real estate right <laughs> and uh if you've been if you've been around the sun 50 uh, around the sun in business 
53 times you've got some stories you're asking for christmas stories yes and who better than a jewish boy to tell a story about of, of course in the, whole, in the holy land oh so in 1967 israel went to war in a six-day war and although my family came to canada in 1910 roughly both sides by the way escaped the czar and ran that way to canada thank goodness because it's, we're privileged to live in Canada. I don't care what part of Canada you're in. We are a privileged people. We really are. Well, hey, if ever I, there was a if ever there was a year to realize that this is this is this, this is, is really. Yeah. I've always been. I mean, I'm a proud flag waver. So with that said, um, I was a kid. I was out of school. I was thrown out of school in grade ten. I wasn't allowed to finish grade ten. Um, I was a troublemaker. So I'm a twenty year old punk. And I was, a, I was a wise guy and everything else. Israel goes to war. And as a Jew, I'm not raised in a very, I was not raised in a Zionist family or we were not a very, we were basically a traditional family, but that's all. Um, something stirred the Holocaust and everything else because Israel looked like it was going to be overrun. Mm -hmm. And when you read the papers in those days, it looked like it was going to be over. So I ended up in Israel. Uh, missed the Six-Day War. My friends always said when the Arabs heard I was coming, they surrendered. So sorry, you were on your own at this time? I was on my own. I okay, was a 20-year-old okay. kid. Yeah, yeah. So I went to Israel to volunteer to whatever. I thought I was going to work on a garbage truck. I always want to be a garbage man. And I ended up in the Army by, I won't get into how and what and everything. And um, Well, actually, was, but, uh, before we step forward, it, it's it, isn't it a um, requirement to be in the Army? I'm not Israeli. Okay. Okay. I was born. I'm a Canadian. I'm second. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. parents were born in Canada. Yeah. I volunteered. I went. Um, so I'm in the army and it's 1967. The war is over very quickly and it's a peacetime. We're, we're cleaning up. And I had a very interesting experiences and um, I saw a lot. I saw more death than I've ever wanted to see in my entire life. And um, I've never been exposed to that. I mean, not at all. So I'm in Israel and we have a Hanukkah party in Gaza, mm. which at that time was occupied by Israel. Yeah. And we were in a place called Rafiach. Rafiach was a World War II British army base. And there were 2000 of us at this, Christmas, at this Hanukkah party and it was Christmas Eve. And um, we're there and we're having a wonderful time and um, when we go to leave, it was cold. I mean, people don't realize it gets cold. There was actually snowflakes in the air and people don't think of Israel no. and Gaza and everything. So there's snowflakes. Yeah. Okay. I'm wearing what they call a bomber jacket. I was free, gloves, we're freezing. We're in the back of a truck. And I'm in a truck with other people who came from other countries, Australians, Brits, myself. I think I was two Canadians and what have you. So we were mostly English speaking. And the snow, and we see the snowflakes coming, and somebody starts singing Jingle Bells. Okay. <laughs> so it's Christmas Eve. We're singing Christmas Christmas songs. We, as a Jew, we love Christmas songs. We love them. They're beautiful. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, we hear pandemonium. The truck in front of us, loaded with soldiers, hit a mine. Oh. At exactly the same time they hit a mine, the truck immediately behind us hit a mine and I saw it go up in the air and we didn't and the sergeant that jumped out of our truck just turned around and says get out of here fast and it turned out later 
nobody got killed, but guys got really badly hurt. Mm-hmm. Okay, because the trucks were so reinforced that they they took the brunt of it. But people got badly hurt because the trucks were flipped up. Mm-hmm. We didn't get hurt, and I'm sitting there, and we're going. We're pretty scared at this moment, and. I sit there and I'm thinking to myself, why was I spared? Now, I don't have this profound, I always hated Tony, this thing where somebody is one of five survivors from an airplane crash or a train crash and go, God looked after me. No, you idiot. That means in your perception, God hated everybody else and let oh, them go. Yes. Like I don't have that perception. <laughs> okay. okay. I don't have that perception that God saved me yeah. and punished these other people. That's not the way it goes down. Uh-huh. But I felt something happen inside me that my life had to be more meaningful than just the life I had. Because obviously I was destined not to die, not to be maimed, not to be killed. I'm going to cut to 2002. I was in an apartment building in Kitchener, Waterloo, Ontario. Uh And my client was buying the building. Something bothered me. I smell. I have a, unfortunately, I have an acute sense of smell that actually gets in my way. I said, I smell mold. Uh Something's wrong. I want to see the roof. I think the roof's naked. I go up, get through the hatch, the whole mechanism ladder collapses. I land on my spine oh. on the terrazzo floor. I've been dead. I, I was walking with a cane, not just um, with a cane like that. I mean, in front of me, pulling myself for a year and a half. Yeah. And um, I have pain to this day. And I am one of the most thankful people on earth because I'm not crippled. Uh-huh. I'm in pain, but I'm not crippled. Yeah. I was in, a, I, I didn't go through an explosion. So something is guiding to say that something in my life. So my Christmas Eve story is that there's a destiny to be fulfilled. And my destiny is what I'm not going to sit here and start bragging, but I've raised an awful lot of money for charity in my life. Yes. And my whole life is dedicated. Every time I make a commission, now my, my pet charity, besides the Toronto Sick Kids Hospital, is Alzheimer's. We need to take a quick break now. When we come back, we'll be hearing more real estate stories. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show. We're talking about real estate stories during the festive season. So let's pick it up again. Well, that's an amazing story. Barry, so so that's oh, the- it was it, the army was without a doubt. I learned more about leadership. Yeah, I learned more about love and passion. I learned about who's the enemy and who isn't. Yeah. I learned not to hate, yeah. how to um, deal with staff. I had a lot of staff in my life. I've had not a, I'm not a big company, but I've had 33, 34 people work for me at one time. Mm-hmm. and I learned leadership. You give people a job, you expect them to do it. You don't micromanage, you don't, you know, and when you're angry at somebody, go around the block twice and then say to them nicely, there's something we got to talk about, tell them once and don't admonish. Yeah. Um, like I, the leadership in Israel, the officers were the first people in the front. Yeah, That's yeah. a leader. Yeah, yeah. They don't sit in the back like generals drinking, you know, a gin and tonic and yeah. sending your troops. It's, and I learned all this. I learned discipline. I learned reward and everything. And I also realized how precious life is because it takes a second. 
So every Christmas Eve, this is something that, that comes to your mind. And, Absolutely. Uh, I could see the girls that I was singing Jingle Bells with from Australia, like they're sitting in front of me. Yeah. They were the sweetest, nicest girls. I always wonder what happened to them. Yeah. And I'm so sorry we didn't have, you know, email back then and everything to keep in touch. Social media. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I learned so much. I learned about history. Um, I had a very close Palestinian friend my age who would take me by the hand all through Jerusalem and say to me, and his mother was Christian. His, uh, one, one, the mother or father was Christian. The other was Muslim. And he used to take me to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. And he says, the Greeks think Jesus was here. The Greek, or, the Orthodox think it's over here. The, he says, let me show you. We went down into basements and things. Into the, the, we, we were in so many places we shouldn't have been. <laughs> and the history that I learned and the people I, I learned from and the communities. And it, it, it was a fabulous time. I don't think I've ever enjoyed my life as much yeah. as that period. Yeah. But it was a peacetime army. Yeah, got it. You know, so Tony, I, I, I'll tell you what, it trained me for real estate because you can wake me up at two in the morning, yeah. point me and I can clean any toilet anywhere <laughs> in the world, anytime. Yeah. It doesn't, you have no idea how fast I can clean that toilet. Well, Revenue Canada thanks you. You do, you do such and I a good great hospital corners in my beds too. Oh, there we go. There we go. Well, thank <laughs> you. Uh, Barry Lebo, uh, Barry's with Remax in Toronto. And as you can tell from uh, his, his storytelling here, he's, he is a very learned individual. And as I uh, referenced uh, a trainer and educator and uh, one of the, one of the mentors here in Canada, um, you know, we we're, we're proud to have you and, and uh, I, I'm very glad that you are a friend of mine. I, I, I love the Vice opportunities versa, that we have. Yeah. A good, um, a, by the way, last, I just want to tell you, just so you don't get the impression, I'm, I'm a grade nine. I only went to grade nine. I ended up going as mature student back to university for 14 years. So <laughs> it took an awful lot of education. I believe highly in education, yeah. but I don't believe in the discipline of a high school. Shut up, sit up straight can't do that. I'm the wrong guy. And actually, one of the things I, I want to sort of uh, close on, uh, close on here for for any because uh, of course realtors listen to this program, and I know a lot of them are are, are younger. You know, ones who haven't been around for a long time. I gotta say, I always enjoy watching Barry's posts of like your business card in like 1974, or you know, yeah. just looking at the hairstyles of the day. Uh, you know, when you I had, had hair, right? Yes. Man, I had the afro, man, out the here. I went yes. to my buddy to his Jamaican yeah. hairdresser friend, and he only yeah. a landlord. Yeah. These two women threw me in a chair. This is true. They yeah. threw me. He said, oh, man, we're going to get, and they gave me this afro. I was like, and my buddy's going, don't move, let him do it. <laughs> I stunk of chemical, and you know what? I kept it for two years. It was cool. It's it's fun, and 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 especially with you because you have gone through decades of this business and this industry, and you you were in a you had an appraisal company as well too, and on all of the 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 things that you've seen. Some people would say that the pandemic has you know has 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 really rocked the real estate world, but somebody like you has seen several oh, rockings of the real estate world zero yeah this is what we came through in ontario 74 i had 33 houses i was 27 yeah. i owned 33 houses that i had under under hammer and saw i was renovating putting them on the market they brought in a land speculation tax which you guys know about in land speculation yep. i got wiped out overnight yes and they pushed them and and that was a conservative government with the ndp pushing them 
they pushed through that legislation three readings without nobody even knowing about it. Yeah. I got wiped. I was like, I was a, I went from a millionaire at 27 to owing that I was in debt a million five or a million four. And I, I, I mean, come on. And then the eight, and then of course I, I, I see the sign wet. It only gives me twelve times putting my hand on wet paint to figure out it's wet. Yes. You know, I still yeah. go back. Yeah. And I went back in the eighties. I own property again. And what do you think happened? Nineteen eighty-two. Nineteen eighty-one. Mortgage rates at twenty-one and a half percent. You couldn't give away real estate. Yeah. And then look at this right now: one percent interest rates, or one and a half percent. Yes. Well, in Europe, it's zero. Yeah. Amazing. That, that's dangerous already. That's if you read about the economics of that, yeah. it's dangerous. Yes. These low rate for borrowers, it's exceptional. Yeah. For lenders, it's horrible. And I'll stop for a minute. I'm in my 70s. I'm 73. I'll be 74 in February. Okay. My generation and older, we have spent our whole lives paying taxes, everything else. And we're getting at the bank almost zero. Yeah. We put our money in for deposit. We're lending the bank money. But, but, but I think, you know, the point that you're saying here is people today think of the banks as, oh, my goodness, look at these discounted rates. They forget about the other half of it, which is the, the um, getting returns on investment because you there can't have you can't have both. You can't have low rates and high return. Right. When my dad and his crew were still alive, my dad's my dad's generation were my favorite generation ever. They were the Damon Runyon guys. These were oh yeah. Guys. My dad was hustling newspapers in front of Maple Leaf Gardens at six years old, six. <laughs> yes. Okay, because the family needed the money, and my my father and his mu and his sister used to change. One day, dad wore the shoes to go to school. The next day, she did. Oh, Back wow. and forth. This is how poor dad dad spent his whole life running away from poverty my father yeah. also then my dad's on the record there's a book he made three and a half million on one deal one uh -huh. deal three uh -huh. and a half million dollar as a commission wow. commission real estate commission yeah so i seen i know what dad was afraid of poverty his entire life and um i've seen what it's like to lose everything i've lost everything more than once i know what it's like to collect pop bottles to go buy your kids milk i mean i've been there wow so you know and you, gotta, you know what no matter how bad it is yeah tomorrow you just get up never you you have a pity party it's simple I'll, everybody's entitled to a self-pity party two rules one Never invite anybody else to come to your party. Uh -huh. Number two, make it the shortest party possible. Yeah. Tony, when I was busted, broke at my worst, you know what I did every day? I got up, I shined my shoes. Yeah. I put on the best suit I had. I, I, I couldn't afford even a car wash. And guess what? I never hit the office later than between 8.30 and 9. No matter how late I was out at night, not, I was there. Because you gotta do it, man. Nobody's gonna do it for you. Yeah. Mom and dad aren't we're gonna die and leave me a fortune. I wasn't gonna win the lottery. Well, you know, hoping that some of our uh, colleagues in the business who are listening to this, or even our regular listeners, um, get a little bit of inspiration there and think about. Uh, maybe doing something for 2021. And again, going back to where you and I started this conversation, uh, Christmas Eve. Thank it's you, Barry. Merry, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Happy Hanukkah. Happy yes. Bon Natale and Feliz Navidad and all the other, you know, all the other stuff. And it's a beautiful time of year. And unfortunately, it's a cold. May this be the only COVID holiday of our lifetimes. Yes. Amen. Amen.
please. Thank you, Barry Thanks, Lebo buddy. at Remax in Toronto. Thank you, Love Barry. Love to see you, brother. All take right. care. Yeah. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll be talking more about real estate stories back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Centers, Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellez, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. Don't forget to give any of our team members a call. If you need some direction in your real estate transaction, they would be happy to help. And as a reminder, we do podcast all of our episodes on iTunes or Google Play. Uh, set us up and listen in in the comfort of your car or at your own ledger. There's so much great information, uh, four years worth of material and almost 200 episodes. We're having conversations today, stories during the festive season in real estate. Let's join and hear from our next guest. But now I'd like to hear from my friend in the greater Toronto area, actually specifically Mississauga with uh, Better Homes and Gardens. Uh, it is Ron James. Ron, how are things over there? Very well, Tony Joe. Very well. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, Here season's we- greetings. Merry Christmas and, and all that stuff. You know, um, we've had you on before. Uh, you told a great story about cats and stuff. And, you know, people can find it in our podcast from uh, before, before. Now, you've been licensed for a long time. What year was it again? Long time. 1982. March 10th, 1982. 82. Okay. Um, and, you know, if people were watching this video or, you know, look you up online, it's Ron with two N's. Uh, they might recognize you as well from uh, many days uh, uh, on the um, Marilyn Dennis show, right? Yes. Uh, and Marilyn is from the West. She's a Calgary girl. Yep. Superstar. She was always incredibly generous, very warm with me over the three years I spent, you know, as a real estate expert on her show. Yeah. Very, very good. Well, you know, uh, it goes without saying, I mean, when you've been in the business for this long, there's lots of stories. You've got a story to tell us. Tell I, us. Yep. I do. So one instantly came to mind for me. I, I met a man, his name was David. Um, and David, uh, if I can, you know, he um, he looked like Paul Giamatti, if you're familiar with oh, the actor, okay. yeah, yeah. right? So, and David was a bean counter. He was in accounting or a controller with a company at this point. And he was a pretty buttoned down, just the facts, just the numbers kind of guy. And uh, I had met David um, on a referral. He wasn't sure what his plans were going to be. Uh, related to housing. We had had a couple of preliminary meetings, but nothing really serious. David wasn't really getting in the groove. The next thing I know, I get a call from David and he needs to buy a house now. Like today, he needs to buy a house. And you're like, okay, so where's the fire, David? Where did that come from? And I guess he had met a girl, mm-hmm. right? So he had met this woman um, who he was a smitten kitten about. <laughs> um, she had a young son. Uh, David saw real promise in the relationship and he, he wanted to wow this woman. He wanted just to kind of blow her socks off. Now, at this point, you can tell it's David's first marriage because you don't buy every woman you, you love, you know, a home. So David was diving in early yeah. and he said, I want to close on Christmas Eve. 
I want to close on the 24th of December. So we got to get mo moving around. So we looked and, and we really dove in and we found this townhouse for him. Uh, nice uh, complex at this point, reasonable fees. David could afford it. And uh, David closed. Um, and it's interesting because I spoke to David after, you know, the big reveal. And what he had done, David had gone to this woman's apartment um, and uh, the son let him in. And literally in true Grinch style, he stole their Christmas tree. What? Okay. <laughs> And he's carrying it like down the hall from the apartment in the elevator out the door. Yeah. He's literally putting a probably fully... probably with the decoration still on it. Right. Oh, everything is still oh, yeah. there. All right. right. Or hopefully he wanted to open the door and he wanted her to see their Christmas tree, her Christmas tree. Right. Illuminated lights and all right in the living room. This this particular townhouse had a vaulted ceiling living room. So the dining room kind of overlooked. So it was pretty majestic, nice big windows, et cetera, at this point. So does he, doesn't he pull it off, right? He gets the tree there, he gets plugged in, he goes and picks up, you know, his lady friend and her son. And, uh, you know, ta-da! <laughs> and here's this magical home yeah. that he and she are going to share with her son. So... What a happy story. Like, this is a miracle. Oh, okay. so, so hold on. So, so is the house empty, but for, oh, her, empty. But for her Christmas yeah. tree? David has no furniture. Okay. Like, you know, if it didn't blow up, you couldn't sit on it. You yeah. know, like he, he had nothing. Right. And I guess his exuberance was she kind of went, uh-huh, when they talked about, you know, cohabitation at some point, keeping in mind that they had only just met. This is like weeks old relationship. Uh -huh. And he's. He's going for the magic clothes. Oh, and what better way than to buy your girlfriend, new girlfriend, a house? Uh -huh. Like you're going to anyway. Might yeah. as well just start with it. Yeah. So um, that was the whole push. So we're all like rooting for David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the mortgage guys helping them and the whole bit. How romantic. Oh, yeah. Like it's this is a Hallmark card. Okay. You know? Yeah. And um yeah, you know, I've got a war story to tell. I've helped David and this, you know, this woman, you know, find their next home at this point, start building a life together, etc. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, there's, oh, there's more. This is this is not the end of the story. It's not there's, happily. It's not happily ever after. Yeah, it it goes from you know Hallmark to uh, you know uh, Netflix for movie for you know consumption, oh. uh, a tale at this point and. Um, at the end of January, I get a call from David. Come list my house. We were talking like days later, like weeks later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess uh, they, you know, David ended up going from hero to zero very quickly in this woman's eyes. And uh, needless to say, her stuff, you know, really never made it over yeah. at this point. And uh, she did get her Christmas tree back, if case you <laughs> Um at this point and then david had really no need for the house like he was uh devastated yeah. but i will tell you in my own creepy way in my own creepy way yeah. i got to test some new language about advertising 
So when I, when I had started in the real estate business, I worked with a man who was 10 years older than me, but we were, we started real estate at the same time. So uh, my colleague had actually worked with some great language and ours was abandoned and repossessed. That was the name of the ad. That was the title. Okay. And these were very small little word ads that were put in and they got us unbelievable traffic. Like we were That's so what people busy. Are looking for. That's what people are looking for, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Like we actually begged our broker of record to let us answer the phones on Sunday because there was no answering service. Obviously there was no pagers. There was no internet. So yeah. uh, at this time, and we were closed legally in the province of Ontario, you couldn't work on a Sunday. So we would sit in the back at the real estate offer and, and office and, you know, handle these calls that came in about abandoned repossessed. Well, we got known for this creative ad writing. Yeah. So when my friend David went to sell his house, I tried a new caption, which is she's gone. He's ready to move. That was the heading. Okay. Dad. <laughs> okay. And yeah. people were <laughs> apparently our little, he's gone. She's ready or, or she's gone. He's ready to move. was also a very effective ad and we had over 250 calls on somebody looking at somebody else's misery the good news for david we did liquidate the townhouse he got his you know put his money back at this point i think he did okay i don't know if he covered all of the expenses with payouts for mortgages and stuff like this but he did learn a very valuable lesson about buying women houses. Uh Um, And I learned a very valuable lesson about, uh, you know, creative ad writing. (laughs) (laughs) So abandon and repossessed or, you know, she's gone, he's ready to move. I got a million of them. I love it. You know what? So when you're telling that story, what's going through my head is, you know, you see these, these guys that buy the wife or girlfriend a car. And then yeah. they put they put the big bow on the car. I was I was half expecting you were gonna say he's gonna put a huge bow on the house, but the Christmas tree. That's kind of that's a little you know that's kind of creepy actually when you think yeah. about it. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I can't can... I can't imagine her walking into this house and and seeing an enemy house and going, hey, that looks a lot like my tree, <laughs> with my ornaments and, yes. and my Christmas lights and what the hell is it doing here? <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. <laughs> The things that we see in this business, Aaron, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. We'll just take our last break of the day. When we come back, we'll be talking about real estate stories during the festive season. Back in a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're talking about things that happen in real estate during the holiday season. So realtors do so much in the community and with me right now is somebody who's really well known in the Remax system, especially with Remax Western Canada. Uh, I got to tell you, every time I'm on a fundraiser for Children's Miracle Network, uh, this fella here, he's, uh, he's right front and center. He's done so much in his community of Coquitlam, Port, Coquitlam, Port Moody. Uh, this is, I want to introduce you to Leo Bruno uh, at Remax. Leo, hey, thanks for joining us, man. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's a huge honor uh, to be here with you, Tony. And uh, as you know, we've known each other both for a long time. And uh, we both love the communities we work in. And we, I think, love the people we serve. So it's well, kind of neat. And, 
and this is the thing. I mean, you, your catchphrase, you know, Leo, right? Leo, your your logo is a is a lion. It's really cool, and you are the pride of the community. That's that's you. You know, people know you as that, right? Yeah, I've been that. You know, I think when you do something uh, consistently and for a long period of time, it just it it becomes evident and it shines. And uh, one of the things is that uh, I've loved. I love where I grew up and I love the people I work with and just hanging with them. And it's kind of like, uh, you know, you're homegrown and when you're homegrown, you just have a, uh, a sense of community that maybe is, uh, is strong. And I think with my family background, it just uh, really uh, made a natural fit and working with others and being in a team environment has always been something that I've been passionate about. Cause I know I'm not the person that's good at doing the crossing the D's or the I's. So <laughs> the group environment, the lion's pride, being yeah. born in August, I was growing my hair out for charity. All of these things came together all at once. And, yeah. you know, now 20 years later, that lion's been kind of uh, in the community on a lot of food bank uh, doorsteps and, you know, community events and stuff like that. So it's the Christmas season. And uh, for those who are listening on the radio, can't see it. Leo is in his, he's got his Santa hat. You've got, that blazer is amazing. Uh, if I you wish want I to could say it was mine. I stole it from Matt. That's oh, yeah. it's, a, it's better than mine. I had to steal it from, you know, I got good. Uh, well, I can't even describe it. I can't even describe it. It's like patchwork. It's like Christmas patchwork. <laughs> um, but listen, Leo, you know, we're talking about real estate stories and uh, Christmas time. Now, I have seen you in the Santa outfit. I, I think you and I, because uh, I've, of course, worn Santa outfit a few times um, for community events. Um, this is something that you do as well, too, right? And why is it yeah. important? Well, I think that one of the things I was talking about just being part of the community. Uh, when I was a little kid, I was probably like 14, not little, but as a young man, uh, I ended up by playing Santa Claus through the church. And uh, I played downtown on the east side of Vancouver. And I also played for seniors care centers. Yeah. And uh, it just changed. Like you really see Christmas in a different way when you're serving others. And I think that started as a young age. And then through real estate, uh, when you're asking about like funny real estate stories or crazy stories, it's just actually like Christmas has always been a great time for me to reach out to my clients and just to be involved. Mm -hmm. And a couple of the, the stories that we thought we shared today are in my brain just really uh, to encourage the realtors that are out there listening and uh, that it's okay to be connected with your clients and be in sync. You know what I mean? Like it, it and, and Christmas is a time that makes it easy because whether their faith is in Christ or not, Christmas is a season that is just about being generous, going out there and trying to find ways to connect with the people and maybe mm -hmm. impact them in a different way. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I want so you were, to, so you, you were little, you, and you were dressed up as Santa Claus, right? Yeah. It was the, it was the first place where I really remembered impacting me was at uh, Christmas Manor, which is an old folks home that takes care of people with dementia and, uh, you know, uh, severe challenges as they get older. Yeah. And, uh, I just don't remember one lady that had no fingers and I shook her hand and wished her a Merry Christmas. And that's been in my brain forever. Yeah. It was like the weirdest thing because it's just like, holy smokes, like lady probably wants fingers for Christmas. <laughs> Here's a box of chocolates, you know. So I <laughs> yeah. just realized how fortunate I was from then. And then uh, they would ask me to play Santa Claus just because I had a lot of energy. Uh, I played Santa Claus uh, in downtown on the east side. And like that was a crazy experience because, you know, they would rather have a bottle of alcohol than a uh -huh. shirt or a sweater. And, you know, they'd come back trying to trade sizes and all these things. And they're just like, well, the Christmas was just, yeah, it's always something that I found myself like, even though I didn't think I had that much uh, 
just that I was way luckier than others. Right. And so it kind of brought that into my business life, you know, but it started, yeah, like 14, 15, and then just kind of the church ladies got me involved and just kept on doing it. And then it, and then it kind of actually became part of my business for a while where I was doing uh, potlucky. Uh-huh. And uh, I didn't tell you about that, but potlucky was a Christmas potluck dinner, you know, and I had all my clients bring food yeah. that they made and we raised toys and clothing for the less fortunate. And we did it at the bottom of my church hall. And I probably did that for like 10, 15 years. You have um, ra- you've raised a ton of money in your community. <laughs> and I know because I read your newsletters, I see your yeah. posts and all that kind of stuff. Like th- this is just, um, you see, not every agent is like this. So what, like, what is it? What, what is it that has, that has driven you to, 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 to want to do this? And by the way, because we have a lot of realtors that listen to this program, I'm hoping that, that, that there's an inspiration here for many of them to get. Yeah. It, it, that's why, you know, like I always tell people that's the, the best part is it came through default because very young when I started as an agent, um, agents weren't necessarily seen as the nicest people out there. Yeah. And, uh, I it's just, true. It's true. I'm with you. You know, the, yeah. the, the, the thought is, Oh, you, you know, greedy real estate people, yeah. you know, um, forgetting that we are actually key people in the community. Right. I think being involved in the community yeah. was one aspect, which we talked about just like enjoy fundraising and doing those things. But at Christmas time is just even that much easier and maybe that much more special, you know, because it's different for everybody, but it's a, a real easy time where the world slows down just enough where you can say thanks. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's that age old saying, uh, what is it? Um, uh, people don't care about you until they know you care, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think that in my business philosophy and with my boys and the girls that work on my team, they always know that the client comes first. I've come, my dad was uh, single and uh, I think just, coming from the position of serving the clients first, like if I'm here to take care of them and they know that, mm-hmm. then they take care of you. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and again, that's what you're known for. And uh, you know, it's not, it's not just within our franchise. It's not just within the, the, the Remax brand. Uh, again, you, you're, you've always been a huge supporter of the children's miracle network uh, and children's hospitals, which of course Remax has been uh, aligned with uh, for years, but uh, you're at every fundraiser. You're at every, you know, every it's, it's in your being, right? Yeah. I think that I chose to actually like, even with Ron and Matt and the guys that I work with, I think he just chose the right uh, package that works for who I am and who we are. The, that pride of the community really is like, Hey, I'm going to lift my hand and I'm going to lift it higher than the rich dude beside me to get that parking spot at the, the for the kid's school. Uh, you don't even have a, kid in this school yeah i know isn't that awesome and <laughs> it's like that was you know 20 years ago now i have a kid in school like, i don't think anybody's gonna challenge me to get that part you know what i mean <laughs> but you know you want to make sure you know like that that that, that sense of, of camaraderie and 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 energy and enthusiasm is there and i always find that like let's say at those auctions and things like that that at least you're receiving um something that you can then gift again you yeah. know like and so i like to be involved that way and I like the, 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 the well, and, and, like- and actually, by the way, just so as our listeners know, you're talking about, so we have fundraising auctions often at Remax conferences where, yeah, thank you. yeah where, you know, we, we, it's a, it's a fundraiser raising money, 
but uh, again, you're one of those guys that's always bidding for for the stuff stupid and stuff. Yeah, I, like oh. the, I remember once I bid on two cats that were like stuffed, and uh, I made my mom keep them at her house for at least one year because I think I paid like uh, three hundred or four hundred dollars for them. <laughs> and I said they at least have to before I, you know you know give them away. So yeah. no, like in, in our community, like for share for the food bank, and oh, actually this is a great one. If you got to look at this and you can let you listen, spice up the holidays. I have sponsored one of my friends yeah. and he's, a, he's crazy. He's doing uh, hot sauce challenges. Oh yeah. You know, like they did the hot. Um, yep. 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 Okay. <laughs> I get the last night, which is Saturday night. Yeah. And I think he's going to have to shave his head bald. And the one spot I saw the other guy that did it and he yacked all over the place. Like that's With how spicy sauce. this stuff is. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> he's trying to reach in. His original goal was three thousand, and then he changed it to thirteen thousand. Yeah. And uh, now, uh, yeah, he's going to exceed that. So, like, I love crazy stuff like that at Christmas time, and you know, so yeah, Christmas is just a unique time where I think that uh, like we're blessed. We don't have a shovel of snow. Yeah. It's easy to get around, and it's a great time just to to, to be with people, man. Well, and and you know what, the thing I want to close on here because uh, obviously I am a huge proponent of our industry, the real estate community. I hope that this program has uh, listeners understanding more about the real estate community. The bottom line is we are ideally positioned to be community advocates because of our connections, because of the people we know, because of the fact that the people that we serve, like our clients, they want to buy into healthy communities. And it's, it's, it's in a way, it's one of our, uh, um, it's one of our responsibilities is to be good citizens. And man, you are a fantastic example of that. Well, Tony, I think just leaving on that note, I think that if you look at, if we have in our real estate board, 10,000 agents, and if each agent took a corner of the community, yeah. it would just take a responsibility for a sense of where they live. You would have uh, a real strong network of people that believe in real estate agents and, and come to their doors for security. Uh, I've had so much food and toys dropped off at me this Christmas uh, already. Uh, money, just because they know that I'm a hub that will get it out there. Yeah. And I hope that agents do understand that the best part about a Christmas is that people are awesome. And I'm going to leave on this story. I uh, wanted to tell the stinky foot story. Okay. I played Santa Claus <laughs> yes. and I was uh, playing Santa Claus for the, probably the church or the community. And yeah. I went to present offers to uh, my client's house. Yeah. And my client was fairly, what's the A type personality gold. Uh -huh. You know, he uh, had the BMW and uh, all of the nice things. Anyways, uh, needless to say, my socks uh, were stuck in the boots because uh, I was fairly sweaty as being Santa Claus and <laughs> I was short on time to get there. So I did manage to put a shirt on and the pants. But you wore your Santa but, boots. Yes. But yes. Uh, uh, when I took them off and I was at the kitchen table, I guess my feet were uh, not so fresh and pungent. Uh, yeah, that's the word. And uh, yeah. I was like, there's something wrong here. And uh, Derek, uh, a beautiful friend, uh, asked me, Leo, what's that smell? <laughs> I had to tell him the truth and tell him it was my stinky feet from the gumboots that I wore playing Santa Claus. Yes. We closed the deal real quick. Yes. And he's been my client for probably one, two, three, four, five. Oh, I've got to be up around seven or eight transactions since then. Yeah. So in the spirit of Christmas, be honest with your clients, be truthful, yeah. have fun with them, treat them like they are a beautiful gift and they will reward you when you unwrap them. I love it. And you know what, Leo, there has never been a more genuine story. I love that. 
Thanks for joining us, uh, Leo. Leo Bruno, the pride of the community in Coquitlam, Port Coquitlam, uh, Port Moody, and, and areas. Thanks for joining us, bud. Merry Christmas. Thanks for joining us today, everyone. And again, I want to wish you all seasons, greetings, Merry Christmas. Have an amazing time with your friends and loved ones. And I will be here for you this time next week. <laughs>